The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this program do not necessarily stand to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 13th of February, 2020. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and got a great show lined up for you today. In just a little bit, I'm going to be speaking with Fred. Now, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to attempt to and butcher it. He's a French-Canadian. He's with a band called Suicide for a King. They're out of Montreal, Quebec. Going to be speaking with him in just a little bit. Later on in the show, I'm going to be speaking with Joe Emilio out of South Africa. Going to be discussing cancel culture. Before I get to all that, I want to cue one of the latest songs from Suicide for a King. This is The Worst in Us. And I'll be back with Fred right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. Now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. The easiest way to get out of jury duty is to begin every answer with, According to the prophecy. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Freedom of speech which means no one, no one, no one can stop you. Stop you. Can stop you from expressing your thoughts, sharing your feelings, speaking your mind. I can say whatever I want, whatever I feel, whatever needs to be said. That's what freedom of speech means to me. To me. To me. To, to us. us. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, the Cormac Foundation, and this station. First, there was Cranked Up Live. This is Cranked Up Live. Then, Cranked Up Went Country. Today's best and tomorrow's greats. Cranked Up Country. Now, Cranked Up Live is back. This is a sizzling hot podcast. Cranked Up Live. Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington will keep you listening, keep you laughing, and keep you coming back for more. Convicted felons will no longer be called convicted felons. Do you know what they want to call them, Curtis? <laughs> no. Justice-involved individuals is what they renamed them. Listen and download the podcasts at crankeduplive.com. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankeduplive. Cranked Up Live. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Hey, I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard The Worst in Us by Suicide for a King, and it is my pleasure to welcome their rhythm guitarist to the show, Freddie. They're out of the great white north of Canada. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you very much for joining the show. Thank you for you for the invitation. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So, uh, for those that are not familiar with uh, Suicide for a King, why don't you uh, give a little background, tell the listeners a bit about uh, the band. Uh, we're a medical band based in uh, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, we're, uh, yeah, we play metalcore, and we're kind of a bit of a prog head, too. So we like to mix 
Prague with metalcore and their singer is more as a emo singer. So we kind of mix those uh, style a bit and uh, we liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed that a little bit too. I mean, uh, I noticed there's a lot of heavy riffs, a lot of screaming, but also you mellow it down a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, we play both and uh, our singer has his parts, so we can do his big clean and we have our parts, we can do our big riffs. So, uh, and I think the mix is pretty good because we have every emotion in there. And uh, yeah, uh, it's fun. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So uh, let's, first off, I want to ask Suicide for a King, where does that, uh, where does that band name come from? Actually, this band name came a long time ago, way before the band. Uh, I, I play like a weird chess game with one of my friends. And uh, I don't know, we, we play and uh, I put my king there and I say this name. And it's stuck in the back of my head. And a couple years after, when we tried to decide a name, uh, I had still this name in the back of my head. So we, we choose it. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's pretty random, and by the uh, by, time went, we find more definition to it. We and uh, anyway, so I think it's a great name, and also one of the big point when you write "Suicide for a King" on Google, nothing pop except of us. So I think that's great for uh, marketing. <laughs> there, yeah, that's perfect, actually. So, so there you go. It may be random, but it's still original. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so no real specific meaning behind it. Just uh, it is what, what what you see is what you get. But after the time, we get like maybe meanings like uh, like you, you can give everything you got for a, a passion or something. So us, Suicide for King could mean we give everything for the music because we're all passionate about it. We all study in it and we all love it. So King could be our music and know that. That kind of ideas. There you go. There you go. Let's uh, talk talk about the song, uh, the the worst in us that we just yes. heard. I mean, so uh, what's what would you say is the inspiration behind that song? Uh, this one I made more of the arrangement and not the composition. Uh, this one is more uh, of uh, Rafael, the other guitarist playing the band, who uh, wrote it uh, during the. The early days of the quarantine, uh, he, he had some rage. <laughs> he put it into a song, and uh, we went with it. We liked it. And yeah, after uh, Jeremy, everyone by like our place, draw a bit on, on the song, and uh, that result came up. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And, and you talked about uh, how this was early on in the quarantine, and that's what I thought it might be referring to a little bit, too. And Not, uh, not that much. <laughs> we don't want to talk about quarantine in the song, because we think in the news and media and all that stuff, we talk about it like way too bad. Not way too much, because we need to talk to it to resolve it, but, I mean, we don't want to also put it in our music, so we have other purposes, but... Uh, <laughs> Yes. In that way too. Yes. And uh, I mean, so uh, since uh, all this madness started, uh, 
have you had i don't know how it's how it's working uh up there in canada i know that i've been to a couple of live shows here uh very fortunate but i don't i don't know how it's working in canada i heard there's a lot of lockdowns up there and uh, have you been able to have a live show since uh this all this madness started with the covid and all that the last show we played is the 5th march of 2020 uh, it was one of the last show in Montreal like, that happened. We were lucky enough to play with it with uh, Silent Planet, Currents, and Gray Evan. Uh, pretty nice lineup, in my opinion. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was one of the last show. Then after, they had a bit of show during like Halloween time because they were like loosening up rules a bit. So they made some uh, shows like with like uh, less people in the bar with Vernue. Uh-huh. But uh, we weren't that much interested because in that time we were writing uh, more songs. So we weren't ready to play uh, a live shows. So uh, we decided to skip on that. But maybe <laughs> we regret, regret it now because uh, <laughs> it's all locked up now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All, all locked up pretty tight now and there there's yeah. a, there's just nothing nothing uh, uh scheduled right now that uh, that you can think of at this moment uh, everything is locked we cannot even uh, go outside after 8 p.m now oh yeah oh yeah wow. you get some uh tickets if you go out <laughs> i mean uh i cover a lot of politics on this show but i'll i'll, I'll keep my mouth shut i just I I but I will say I do think that that sounds absurd. So everybody got his opinion there, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm just gonna say I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so what are what are the positives you think you can you've taken out of this whole this whole thing since uh, this is happening? The best part of it was to stay home for a bit. For sure, we didn't have time to play shows, but we had time to write a lot, like a lot, a lot of songs. And also uh, our government gave us like money to stay home. So we only put times into our music. We didn't have to work. So that was fun for us. (laughs) So me and Raphael, the other guitarists, Every morning went on like Discord, Skype or whatever platform and talk for the day and write music. And uh, yeah, we wrote a lot of song, a lot of ideas, some sketches. Come sometime we can do some uh, little video for funds. So uh, we use that time very carefully. Yes, yes. So, so whether you're putting, you're putting a pen to the paper, you're writing lyrics or... Uh, you're com- coming up with a new guitar or uh, also I have to, I are you allowed at least uh, to go to the studio and record so- a lot more yeah. yes we're allowed uh, the first of July they changed the rule for a uh, studio reopen so uh, we went at the moment they say go <laughs> we call a guy we say we're coming in few weeks so are you ready he said yes so we went there recording uh, misconception the not the last one we put out, but the one before, and another one we're gonna put out uh, maybe in few uh, few months. But uh, at the moment they say go, 
we went right away because we had so many songs ready. So we wanted to uh, be ready for releasing them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I've, I've spoken uh, to quite a few artists that are saying they're writing a lot more songs or they're spending a lot more time in the studio or even, uh, you know, finishing up projects that they started a long time ago, at least now uh, this this whole uh, pandemic has given them time to finish up those projects. So yes. there's, so there's good that can definitely be taken out of the whole situation. Yes. Yeah, up or down, but times have been a, a big up and also down for some time, but for projects, a big up. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, overall, uh, who would you say, uh, some of your main influences are? For myself, I'd say uh, Northlane, uh, Parkway Drive, uh, Architect, and Event Animate for the newest band. Uh, the other one that the other guy in the band changed a lot. Uh, Jeremy, the singer, is more as an underworld guy, uh, emo, that, that kind of scene, pop punk. And mm -hmm. Rafael would be more uh, melodic stuff, as Pliny, as Avenge uh, uh, Sevenfold. So we we have all our background, and I think we we put it together kind of well, and everybody's happy with the music. So we don't fight a lot. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how would you say uh, the overall fan response ha has been uh, to to your music ever since you first started? Uh, when we put out the first al uh, not album but uh, EP, uh huh, uh, we didn't knew how much to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll say, put ourselves out there. So we didn't have that much response, but now we have the tricks and uh, the manager and all that stuff. Uh, the response has been way better. We It's been more fun to release music. <laughs> Our Spotify uh, has been growing up and the people writing us about, like, I like this new stuff. Uh, keep going, guys. You're getting better. And that that's pretty fun when you're writing music and people are jamming with it and feeling the vibe. That's good. That's real good. Yes. Yes. So one question I got to ask you, cause obviously, I mean, I don't need to ask if you're a French Canadian cause I've been to Montreal and <laughs> yes, I, I remember too. I mean, at least, at least here, here in the U S though, um, you know, you kind of know who uh, you you can look at somebody. You kind of know who speaks English and who who doesn't. Sometimes, especially with the large Hispanic population that we have here. But in Canada, I remember trying to talk to a couple of couple of people who didn't speak English at all, and I only assumed that they did. <laughs> you know, you know. And I also had to pull a couple of guys to the side, ask them if they speak French. Can you translate this sign for me, please? <laughs> Actually, it's pretty rare. I mean, I, I know I got a big uh, accent, but <laughs> usually people in Montreal, actually, where I live, uh, they're pretty bilingual. Yes. You can have a conversation for sure. But uh, maybe when you go more uh, outside of town, sometimes it's harder. Mm -hmm. But usually in Quebec, but uh, all over Canada, it's pretty English, except for Quebec. But usually people can understand pretty well. It's rare yeah. people that don't understand a word and don't speak a word. 
Well, this was back almost 30 years ago, back in uh, 93. Uh, so, well, that's changed a bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, yes. I don't know. if I remember, though, uh, I don't know if this is still there or not, and I don't know what, I can't tell you what part of town I was in, but uh, when I was in Montreal, I remember I was like four blocks away from this uh, big shopping center called Eaton. Yeah, yeah, pretty much not downtown, but close enough <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what i remember mo most is yeah the, uh, the great big sign that said eaten uh, <laughs> yeah uh, that and that was honestly my only time in canada to be, to be honest with you and uh, other oh, yeah? other canadians have told me well you haven't been to canada yet then <laughs> <laughs> we have pretty big town too like uh yeah. I, I went to new york it's pretty pretty big <laughs> oh i've been <laughs> but, there uh, for big cities in Canada, we got Montreal. It's yeah. like the smallest of big cities. We have Vancouver. It's pretty big. Toronto, yeah. I think it's the biggest, I think. I went there and it's pretty huge. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've got some big town too. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something uh, kind of funny here is, uh, you know, I, I back in my uh, late 20s, early 30s, I used to box. And uh, oh, yeah? <laughs> I, had a, I had a boxing match in uh, Dillon, Montana. And uh, I, was t I was talking to the guys there, you know, and obviously uh, the drinking age in the United States is 21. Yeah. So what So what these guys do is they, they just, uh, they drive four hours north into Alberta to go get, to go get liquor because they, they're of age there and come back. <laughs> I think there it's 19. In Quebec, it's 18. Yep, it was but, eight, uh, and I, it And that's, I was 18 when I was there. And and they're like, well, you're old enough to drink here. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I am. I thought uh, everywhere in Canada was 19, but Quebec was 18. Huh? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you got these kids. You got these kids in Montana that'll that'll uh, they figure they're not that far from the border, and they'll they'll drive uh, they'll drive into Canada just so they can either go hang out in a bar or go buy some liquor and come back with it. <laughs> Some people do the same because uh, in Quebec and Ontario, you have a small bridge to pass uh, to each other. Yeah. And in Ontario, it's 19 years old. In Quebec, it's 18. So a lot of guys from uh, Ontario at 18 do the same thing and cross to come in uh, Quebec and drink and then come back. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah it's, I, I think it's a popular thing. See, I even checked on that too after... after uh, I came back because uh, you know I obviously I'm, I'm I live on the west on the west side of the continent of course, and I was thinking well you know where I'm at uh, we border British Columbia and, and British Columbia at that time was also 18 but I don't know if that's changed since then so I think so yeah I think I'm not sure but I think I, I know, never went there yeah because Alberta Alberta has always been 19 that that much I do know so. <laughs> anyway, um, have you, uh, speaking of which though, have you had the opportunity to perform outside of Montreal or out, outside of Quebec for that matter, go other places, go other parts of Canada, come, come here to the U S have you had that opportunity yet? We almost had almost, <laughs> uh, just before the pandemic start, we had a tour, uh, we played a, a bit of Ontario. So just a bit of West of, uh, Quebec and in Quebec also. 
And right after the tour, we have been invited to do a tour again in Canada. So almost the same city, but like 10 days. Then after going the US. So uh, for us, would it be like uh, uh, New York, Boston, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, those kind of town, Washington. Yes. And uh, do like little uh, three days trip, but a couple of times during the summer, but with the COVID, everything was canceled. So we didn't have the chance to go there. So we had to cancel like almost 20 days this summer. <laughs> Damn that COVID. Yeah, we, we were there. <laughs> we were there. Yeah. <laughs> almost. So, so, uh, so, uh, you're pretty much your, your entire career though has, has been spent in Montreal then. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. We're not pretty all that much. We're starting to play like for real, me seriously. And we wanted to do that for real and be like a real band for like maybe a year and a half, two years. So by the time we grow a bit and have some more opportunities outside, I think it's decent to go outside the country after two years of uh, shows. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, well, hopefully we're, you know, we're seeing there's some, some areas I know there's a spike. I know there's an, and some areas there's a new strain they're saying and other areas like where I'm at, uh, this, this is what I love to say, I'm, and I'm not bragging, but uh, there is not a mask mandate here and cases have gone down. That's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in Quebec, I don't know, I didn't follow that much, the numbers. I mean, I follow the rules, but I didn't, like, went on the numbers like uh, <laughs> someone had to, so... Uh, I don't know for I think it's getting a bit better because they loose up a bit the rules. They reopen the stores with more surveillance, but they still open it. So yeah. I think it's getting better. At uh, I kind of went off topic a little a few minutes ago, but the one thing <laughs> I, one thing I wanted to ask you too, uh, since since you are you are bilingual, speak speak English and and French. Um, have you ever thought about uh, writing a song that's uh, that would be in French or mixes English with French or anything doing anything like that? Uh, we we thought about it, but the problem with writing song in French, we kind of limit ourselves for Quebec and France. Yeah. I know they're they're French people in uh, like speakers in the United States and everywhere in the world, like not that much, but a bit, but. The main people are in Quebec and France, also in Belgium uh, and uh, the other country there. But with English, we have the States, the rest of Canada, a bit more of Europe. So it, it's more chance to us to grow when we sing in English. So and, we took that chance. And somebody also told me, too, that... Uh, uh, France's language and uh, French Canadian are are obviously you two can communicate, but it's still pretty di pretty different different in the dialect. It's pretty pretty different, yeah. Yeah, uh, they say we had a big accent, and we say they have a big accent. <laughs> but I, I think they speak more international French, but what the world thing I think, and uh, we speak more of a, of a 
jargon. I don't know what was the translation of that, like a rough kind of French. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, we do we do have uh, we do have a small population here in the in the U.S. where they speak French down in Louisiana, but they call it, I believe, they call it Creole. Uh, <laughs> but it's probably more as uh, French, French like Europe style, more yeah. of uh, Quebec. Yeah, a lot of word like I, I I will understand for sure, but it's not the same words, little changes. Probably in the states we have you have different way to talk from uh, Texas, from uh, oh. Vermont, from Washington. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure we, you all talk different, like French people. But, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We depending on what side of the country you're on, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear different types of accents uh, from New New York and Texas. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I've been I've lived in the South, and I've already been told I have a bit of a southern in my voice so <laughs> that, that honestly that doesn't bother me at all i love the south <laughs> it's it's more hot <laughs> I, oh yeah it gets warm down there <laughs> especially <laughs> south carolina i mean you talk you talk about the humidity i mean it but uh i don't know just so, just something about the atmosphere and the people there i i absolutely loved it and did not want to leave there are a lot of bands I'm listening from there. I think uh, for for today, they're they're uh, not a band anymore, but they're from there. Uh, Fit for King, I think they're from there. Invent Animate, not sure about it, but there are a couple of bands. Hmm. Uh, I'll listen to those guys. All right, yeah. So um, I got I got to ask you this, uh, keeping uh, the uh, tradition that my former co-host had uh, started. <laughs> this is, he liked to ask stumper questions when he was here, and I like to keep that going for him because it because it just makes it more interesting. A, a question is going to make you think. Go ahead. All right. So let's say that suicide for the for a king has made it big. You're hitting the charts. Now you're going to go on a big tour. You're gonna you're going to cover the United States. You're going to cover Canada, maybe even Mexico, and go globally a little bit. You have three opening slots of bands or musicians you'd like to have open for you. Who do you pick? And it could be any uh, it could be anybody past or present. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for myself, uh, bands that I like and I would I don't I don't I don't know them personally, <laughs> but yeah. for their music, I would probably go with like uh, for myself, Sign Planet, Invent Animate, and like uh, they're not a band anymore, but for today, influenced me a lot. Maybe, but I, I would true also Nordlane maybe, but that's four now, so that's my good. So I don't know. A lot of choice. Yeah. A lot of choice have to be made. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And while we're on the subject of touring, also uh, for you, uh, where is that dream stage? Anywhere in the world. Where would you absolutely love to play? Hmm. That's a hard question. <laughs> There's a lot of great I, venues. I've never been uh, in Europe, Asian, uh, in that in that part of the world. But a country that a lot of been listened to is Australia. 
I would yeah. love to go there to play there. That would be. But at the same time, it's so small. So I couldn't play a lot of shows. So money-wise, it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> so Europe also would be fun. Would be like pretty cool because I don't know. The, the, it's, there's a lot of history there, and uh, I never been to Europe, so that would be awesome. Yes, I've. <laughs> Well, I've been to Europe, but uh, I'm the only airports, because because I went to uh, Johannesburg. And I had a on the way there. I had to, I had to stop in in Paris to change planes, and uh, on the way back in uh, Frankfurt, Germany. And all, that's all I've seen of of Europe is airports. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, that, that's not Europe. Probably <laughs> that's not their real experience. No, no, you know, and then there, but I will tell you something kind of funny is, uh, one, one flight to Johannesburg included a 22 hour layover in Amsterdam. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to have a 22 hour layover, I'm not going to spend that whole time at the airport. I'm going to go out and do something with that kind of time. Yeah. Gruff it. Because I, I just got to know where everything's at and, and know where the airport is so I get back in time. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. Yeah, for sure. If you got 22 hours somewhere, kind of, not free, but eh, kind of, <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and if there's anywhere in Europe I'd, I'd like to visit, it probably would be Amsterdam of, of, of all places, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, one question I, I gotta ask is, um, I, I love this question because of the crazy fucked up answers that I get. Yes, this show is uncensored if I didn't tell you, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, in, uh, your years of playing, um, and this doesn't matter. This is some, uh, dirty dive bar shithole out in the middle of nowhere that holds a capacity of maybe 25 people if you're lucky. Or you, <laughs> or you just booked out Madison Square Garden. Whatever the venue is, it doesn't matter. What is the craziest thing you think you've witnessed while performing on stage? Uh, I got maybe two stories. Go what ahead. is not while performing is... Um... <laughs> We load in, so we bring all our stuff into the bar. And I was the last one going in because I was parking the truck. Then I saw everyone face a bit low. It was like, what the fuck, guy? Like, what is going on? And they told me the place is flawed. So I went in, and it had like three inches of water everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, the place was absolutely flood and uh, the all the electric cables was on the ground all flooded everything we 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 played the show but it took a bit more time time that than usual <laughs> to go in there <laughs> very interesting yeah go ahead uh, we, we got some time tell the other one too uh while playing mm. uh quick like this uh uh, I'll even think about it a bit and I'll come back after uh, the next question. <laughs> I'll think about it quick. <laughs> so, 
So uh, ob obviously right now uh, live gigs are out of the question because of the situation. But uh, what about uh, any more upcoming uh, EPs or LPs or any new music you got coming out? Can you give, a, give any kind of clue what's to come next? Uh, to come next, uh, the plan is not fixed yet because uh, with the COVID, uh, we're, we're trying to be a bit flexible because if everything uh, going back on, you want to be ready for that and is everything is stay closed, you want to have enough material to like pass through that time. So maybe that's a big maybe. If the COVID start tomorrow, maybe we're think we're, we'll think about planning a EP. And if it's continue like this, maybe it's only going to be singles. So we're, we're like going with the wave here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, the one that I played—that's the latest one. But uh, no, I yeah. no idea when the next one's gonna be uh, released. Uh, we're planning on this this one uh, right now. We're talking about dates and when could be better for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a work in progress, but shouldn't be that far ago. <laughs> it should be in the next month for sure not in not in six months but a bit closer than this for sure we we'll want to keep the the nice pace we started uh, yes yes indeed and keep the mystery out there a little bit too sorry keep the mystery keep the keep the fans thinking what's what's going to come next yeah <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, the audience on the the edge of their seat, waiting for new songs. Yes, I have one more question for you. <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So let's say a group of kids, <clears throat> as my voice is going out on me. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's say a group of kids, ages fifteen to early twenties, approach you and tell you they they're going to start a band. They're going to get in the music business. What advice do you think you'd give them? First of all, go have fun. Because uh, if you don't have fun, for sure you won't like perform. Because the whole point of that, I think, is have fun. And when you're working, you're not working. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not feeling like working. You're just having fun, but you're getting progress in your stuff. So for, for first, get have fun. Learn your instruments a bit. A lot <laughs> then uh, get good people around you work uh, you stuff the stuff you like and you should go somewhere somehow all right it's <laughs> good advice well that's all the questions i have for you i want to thank you very much uh, for joining the show and uh, i'm gonna hit a music set here soon where i'm gonna play three more songs by suicide for a king but before I get to that, uh, why don't you uh, take a moment to give yourself a plug, tell the listeners where they can find Suicide for a King, got uh, social media, um, got a website, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good shit. Uh, our music, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, like you said, uh, Amazon Music, I think. Everywhere you want is there. Uh, YouTube also. Uh, we have a site for merch 
you can also buy music there or your last CD. Uh, like I said, if you go on Google and read Suicide for a King, you'll everything you want there and everything going to be us <laughs> because we're original. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I want to thank you very much for joining the show and uh, best of luck to you in your future endeavors. You got, I'll, I'll have to give you my information so you can keep me in the loop of when uh, new stuff is going to be released. Yeah, thank you so much for the invitation. It's been great. You bet. All right, take care. Take care. Thanks. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to the first music set. Got three more songs by Suicide for a King. I also have a brand new one from Tex Westis and also Charisma G in the mix. That said, be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, did you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? Oh, my God. 
This week, we celebrate Administrative Professionals Day. This is the time to expose your administrative professional to the world and show off their talents. Mount your administrative professional to your desk as a memento of your appreciation. Show them that you appreciate all the hard times they have helped you overcome with a card from the Fake Holidays Card Shop. For all the times you dropped your pants and brought pleasure to my life, thank you for being such a good friend and for never telling my wife. This is their day, so treat your administrative professional like royalty and give them the time of their life. Spread it far and wide. The good news. I love my administrative professional. Brought to you by the Association to Make You Spend More Money on Cards. Cause you're all the same, just 
jets and strapped like a Texan. We the best in this bitch, nigga, no question. Run up on me, you'll learn your lesson. High calibers on lyrical weapons. They jumping in head first. They don't put in no effort. My style clean, it in latex. And I fuck this track, no safe sex. And I'm still up at my apex. These niggas at me pivotal. This the hood shit that I'm giving you. This the type of shit they don't listen to. You ain't about that life, nigga. Do whatever you like, nigga. Don't run up expecting a fight, nigga. I poke you with that knife, nigga. No Facebook. Y'all sweeter than some cupcakes. Millimeters leave your face mush. Fuck fakes, we can't touch base. Yeah, nigga. Speak for me, you ain't great danger. Look at the hole that they digging you. You gon' hit me out like mystical. I'm futuristic, y'all mystical. I'm analog and y'all digital. Whatever way, I'm killing you. I'm killing shit like Cool Joe. Y'all softer than Ben G. You can't fuck with me, so the only option is the NV. I be on my G shit. This mafia your blood is in me.
There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un interrupted and uncensored information join our ctm family today join the movement join the fight for freedom and independence caravan to midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first join the family at caravantomidnight.com Mary Jane CBD and Vape Shop, the only CBD dispensary in the city. We have CBD oil, CBD flour, CBD pre-rolls, and CBD-infused hot beverages at your service. We do not have any THC in our CBD products. Stop on in at 302 West Victory Drive, Savannah, Georgia. Use CBD420 to get a 20% discount at the store. Mary Jane CBD and Vape Shop, again at 302 West Victory Drive. Save the dates. Highway 30 Music Fest 2021 will rock the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. June 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th. Enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Performing on Friday, June 25th, the Lowdown Drifters. 50 miles from town and the needles on empty. Ellie Mae Millencamp. You said you love me. Don't you fight for me The Reed Southall Band And more Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2021 Include Bud Light Falls Brand Independent Meat Company And the Rob Green Auto Group Have a blast while helping organizations And families in need Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine To order tickets and for more information Visit hwy30musicfest.com Yo, baby, you've ever your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit, that shit is fuck shit. Shit fuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. 
Hunter Athletic, Gear Up Let's Train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard Suicide for a King with Repent. Before that, Charisma G with Strapped Up. Before that, Suicide with a King with Diver. Before that, brand new one from Tex Westus, Lone Star. And starting off the whole set, Misconception by Suicide for a King. All right, in just a little bit, I'll be going to Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with special guest Joe Emilio out of South Africa. You remember I talked to him before. But before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is 18-year-old Blakey Sands. Yes, out of Edmond, Oklahoma. Yes, what did she do? She's trying to steal a fake ID from a bar. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, enough on that. Uh, you want to see uh, the article and the uh, mugshot? Go to our Twitter, outlawradioabs.com. While we still have a Twitter, don't know how long that's going to be. All right, time for Outlaw, Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. Uh, yes, I said I'd try to uh, cool off on the political stuff, but uh, you know what? The woke left just won't let me. And my guest this week, of course, I want to welcome back Joe Emilio out of South Africa. Joe, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Bad Billy. Thank you so much for having me back. Uh, it's good to be back, and I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, I can't complain. I'm I'm doing very well, but uh, yeah, I mean, basically, I've I've talked till I'm blue in the face about uh, the fraudulent election and things like that. Mm. But uh, the the woke left, and before before I talked to you, I didn't I wasn't even familiar with the term woke. Now I'm I'm very familiar with what it is, and basically, if stealing the election and getting their way wasn't enough, no, these sons of bitches are out for blood, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah, uh, one victory isn't good enough. They're they got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Well, uh, we have that, uh, the country singer, um, got his last name is Wallen. I can't remember his first name now. Of course, he slips when he's shit-faced drunk off his ass and says the N-word, and that gets recorded, and all hell breaks loose, and they got to go out, and they got to do what they can to ruin his career. I say, mm. the man fucked up. He yeah. made a mistake. I mean, it doesn't mean he's a racist. Mm. Yeah, I think um, 
Okay, now I remember that story. Um, look, I, I will say this because we is gotta have disclaimers. So I don't think uh, it's okay to use the N word under any circumstances. Um, I agree, unless unless you're black, I guess, um, because that's. Society has taught us that it's only okay for African Americans or Black African Americans, or sorry, or uh, Black people in, a, in in America to use that term. Um, it's only okay for them to use it. So, I think for that country singer to use that term, he, okay, he was drunk. It's not an excuse, but it explains maybe his lapse in uh, a judgment call or just not being himself or whatever again not an excuse but you can understand how okay cool in a moment of excitement or whatever i don't know the full story but in a moment he forgot himself he forgot where he was and he said it uh, i don't even know in what context he said it in so i don't want to say too much on the story um but yeah i mean we're going to get into this a bit later. Like, when is it okay to, is it ever okay to cancel someone or, or, or is cancel culture ever okay? Um, but I think the story, I'm more familiar with what happened with Gina. And, um, yes. you know, I'm a fan of Mandalorian. I, I've watched both seasons. I, I, I liked her character. I really did. Uh, and I really do. Um, I think what happened with her is ridiculous. Like, she didn't do. I mean, she didn't say anything that dramatic, in my opinion. Like, she compared a few uh, situational or a few situations in the world at the moment to, you know, what was happening to the Jews in, in Germany, you know. And some of it was kind of spot on. I know that using Holocaust references and stuff like that isn't, I guess some people would say it's distasteful. But at the same time, it's like, well... To get your message across, it's very impactful, you know. Um, and we do live in a society right now where, especially, it feels as a conservative, we're being hunted down. We're being, uh, you know, social media is the new uh, public stoning, if I can put it that way. You know, if you say something out of line, if you say something that the that the far left don't agree with. Um, they'll come after you in whatever way, shape, or form. And cancel culture is that new stone. We're going to come after your your job. We're going to come after everything. You know, and nothing nothing is off the table. They can come after your 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 spouse, your partner, um, you know, job, uh, family, other members of your family. Like if you have a brother or or whatever. I've seen it here in South Africa. Where um, some people have been, their families have been attacked. Even you know, like they start attacking the wife or whatever. Like, oh look, and 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 they dox uh, the wife and all that stuff, which of course is 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 unacceptable. You know, um, why bring someone who isn't involved in this discussion or didn't absolutely did nothing wrong, and now you're bringing in family? It's just it's it's a new level of of low and. Um, yeah, this Gina thing, I, I think, is, is a scary, scary thing because it's getting out of hand. Like, people get offended so easily. I don't know. When did we When did we have – I don't know. I, I'm, I constantly ask myself, when, when in our society did everyone become a snowflake? When did that happen? 
When when did it when 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 is, did people become so easily offended? And there seems yes. to be uh, a a movement for everything that's that people find in quotation marks offensive. You know, like you know, like um, every single uh, what was it I heard the other day? Like something about um, oh, I can't remember. I I just remember rolling my eyes so hard that I saw my brain. And I, I remember thinking, like, have we lost or have we ran out of things to complain about? Is that our problem as, as, a, as a species? You know, I... Feels like we've gotten there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to back up. Uh, let's, let's go back about uh, 12 years ago, a situation um, you're very unfamiliar with. And, uh, but it relates to the situation and what the situations I should say to what we're talking about. So, I mean, I used to, to call, uh, chat lines quite often, in fact, uh, and that's how I, where I got a lot of my advertising, a lot of my listener base from the earlier shows that I used to do was through chat lines, you know, cause I, I used to work oddball jobs in Las Vegas, uh, as security where I, I just walk around basically, with nothing to do. And so I just did it to kind of, you know, I'd call these chat lines, chat with people, get on, uh, bulletin board forums, whatnot, things like that. You know, I mean, ever since, ever since, uh, they came out with unlimited long distance, you know, that's been a lot of, a lot of fun with, with, especially with cell phones. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, but there, there's, there's a flip side to that too. And into, to some of those people that call those lines, I mean, obviously, you know, like online dating, you got to be real careful of who you talk to on online, what kind of weirdo you're going to hook up with. You got you got to make sure you're not talking, you're not hooking up with a pedophile or something like that. But yeah. uh, you'll find this uh, if you Google the name Matthew Wyman. I forgot how it's pronounced, but he goes by he went by the alias of Little Hacker, and he he was a blind gentleman out of Massachusetts and very very intelligent mind you, mm -hmm. but very mentally unstable. So with chat lines, of course, comes phone sex. A lot, a lot of, a lot of, uh, couples were, were doing that. They were phone dating and that's what they were doing or so. Yeah. And, uh, well there, so he comes across one girl who refused to give him a phone bone. And so what does he do? He, he taps in and finds out who their relatives are. And um, then there's also a thing called caller ID spoofing, which uh, he utilized and utilized that a lot. So basically what caller ID spoofing is, is uh, you call a certain service, you punch in the number you want to call, then you punch in the number that you want to have show up on their caller ID. So, uh, yes. so what he did... He was, uh, he, he called local law enforcement of this, uh, this girl that, uh, refused to, uh, give him phone sex. He called, I believe her, her grandfather or some member of their family spoofed his local law enforcement agency with his phone number and with, with all kinds of threats of, uh, hostage situation and bombs and whatnot, 
and had a SWAT team sent to his house because his granddaughter wouldn't give him phone sex. He did this to a bunch of people. He also he also did phone freaking. If he found out your phone number, he easily found out your phone carrier and had had people's phones switched off. And he got away with this for uh, for the good amount. Uh, I'd say maybe two years. I don't know until wow. until the FBI actually traced and found the the spoof company that uh, you know he was he was using and the spoof companies of course will will cooperate with law enforcement and find out who the original caller was and and he was later arrested and sent, sentenced to 11 years I don't know it, he did it to multiple people having SWAT teams sent to their house because he didn't get his way with someone mm. now of course this does you know, this is a completely different situation than what we're talking about, but the method is still the same. If you don't do, if you don't see things, if you don't shove your head far enough up your ass to see their point of view and think the way they do and share their same opinions, you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a misogynist, you're God knows what, and they're going to do whatever they can to ruin your life in all aspects. Mm. No, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, I, I can see, uh, geez, that's, first of all, that's, that's next level, like harassment. Um, what that did, I didn't, I didn't know about that story, but it does feel like a lot of people, um, obviously not everyone has the skill of hacking. So nowadays, like I said earlier, it's, it's, Social media, public stoning. Um, and I mean, you, I don't mind people knowing this. Um, I've, I've deleted my Facebook account. So um, I still have my Facebook pages up if people mm -hmm. want to find me. Um, but my personal uh, Facebook profile has been deleted. Um, and yes, you cannot have a Facebook page without a Facebook profile. So obviously, I do have a burner account, if I can put it that way. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't want – I want to limit the amount of crazy people that are going to try and find me or find my family or find out any more details than I would like them to know about me. Um, <laughs> so I've become very, like, um, private. Yeah. Yeah social media platforms see, see and the, the point is though you shouldn't have to hide under a rock but it's come to that point and what you know what gina said on on social media i'm i'm not gonna say she was overboard at all in fact after a certain mm -hmm. situation and i'm not sure if you i i already wrote about this in the uh, mutual twitter group that we're in but yeah. it was very, very accurate as far as I'm concerned. The media yeah. it is not about, I've, I've mentioned this before on the show when I was talking to Jericho Green. Uh, in Portland, Oregon, the media is not allowed to talk about the situation where there was a man and his wife and their six-month-old baby going to their car after getting out of a restaurant, and I think he was wearing like a red MAGA hat. He was attacked by Antifa members, him and his wife. They beat the shit out of both of them badly. And for the cherry on top of the cake, 
they grabbed the six-month-old infant and punched it in the face. And law enforcement is doing nothing. And they're proud of what they did because they said it wasn't a baby. It was a Nazi. And you punch a Nazi in the face regardless of age. Just be- uh, sorry, I'm just um, um, I, I didn't even know about that story again. Um, that's that's horrific. Um, it's and this is what you know what this is what worries me as well. Like anyone who is a, a mega, as they call a mega person, you know, um, anybody who supported Trump. Now we're being uh, labeled, you know, like and again, this is where like Gina. This is exactly what Gina was talking about. You know, this is the the comparison she was trying to make. In for those of you who may not know, in World War Two, the Jews were labeled, and I'm, when I say labeled, I mean literally labeled. Yeah. They had um, emblems on their yeah, this, on their uh, yellow stars. Uh, yes, the yellow stars. So people knew, oh, you're a Jew, all right. And 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 they were also uh, hunted, ridiculed, uh, sometimes bullied, and and all that stuff in public. You know, and it was seen as almost okay. Nobody said anything. You know, obviously there were some of the Germans that were the good people that said, you know what, this is wrong. I don't like what the government's doing or or what the Nazis are doing, whatever. But um, for the most, they they've Nazi Germany found a way to label these people, the the Jews, and um, it's almost like the same thing is happening now. They're taking this mega symbol and they're making it into, or obviously it's it's gone further or more, it's evolved rather. Uh, instead of putting like a symbol on your chest, it's more like, okay, cool. So you supported Trump, a Trump supporter. Um, we're going to come after you. doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter. You could be like the nicest guy on the face of the planet, nicest woman, nicest whatever, whatever you identify as. You could be the nicest person on the face of the planet, done absolutely nothing wrong, clean record, everything. But if you supported Trump for some weird reason, you deserve to lose everything. And if we – if like – Sometimes it feels like if they can kill you, and that's where they kind of – they go up into the point where they can kill you basically because they – I mean I imagine even if they killed a Trump supporter, they would still go to jail. It's murder. Come on. Like there has to be a limit to the amount of abuse you can give and um, not that I'm – not that I'm agreeing with the abuse. Of, there shouldn't be any abuse. Um, but I'm just saying it feels like they go up until that point – because they're like, okay, if I if I kill this person, I'm going to go to jail. Um, but now, that's the only thing that's holding them back. If they could, they would. That's the scary now, the, part. That the, the, the scary part is, is that they're getting away with it. Law enforcement in Portland is doing nothing about the situation, and they're um, the the media is forbidden to report on it. Completely mm-hmm. forbidden. Like it's not allowed to be in the newspapers. It's not to be allowed on TV. Nothing. This must be kept the, silent. I mean, that's I'm that's six. The baby's six months old. That is attempt yeah. of murder. But you see, this is also now this is a situation you you find yourself uh, in society, right? So, you're what they've done is they've labeled and 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 called people who support Trump, you know, Nazi, white white uh, supremacists, blah 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 blah, all these horrible and and un uh, false um, statements. So now if you're law enforcement, right, and you come now to defend uh, this family, I imagine this is what the left would say. 
they would twist everything. They'd be like, no, you see, the cops now are defending Nazis, they're defending white supremacists, right? Blame so now the victim. This district, yeah, now this district, or this uh, police, called a, is it police district or police, uh, whatever the, 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 the um, what's the word I'm looking for in, in America? Every police station has a, a precinct. District. I'm not sure if that's the, the yeah, precinct. That's, sorry, yeah. that's the one. Um, uh, this precinct now needs to be uh, condemned, needs to be burnt to the ground. Um, and then we have a, a situation like Chad almost happening again. Um, <laughs> because the cops were doing their job, you know. So it's, in a way, I'm not saying what the cops are doing is right. But in a way, that could be why they're not doing anything. Because they're so freaking scared to defend a Trump supporter to do their job because... People are crazy now, you know, like it, it, I, I, I think regardless, the cops should be doing their job. They should be investigating. Maybe they are quietly and nobody knows about it. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's horrible. Now, now you question, OK, cool. So we've gotten to a point where you're telling people, general public, uh, it's OK to abuse uh, a Trump supporter. Um, and it, it apparently doesn't break the law because to punch a baby doesn't break the law because the cops don't do it. That's the message now that's being sent out there. You know, and my question was, too, is, uh, you know, you, you have these people going after Gina saying, oh, my, my father was in the Holocaust. It, he was a survivor or, or uh, my great grandfather was gassed, blah, 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 you know. And I find this very offensive. And, and I put it out there on Twitter. I said, well, would, would the Nazis have taken a baby Jew and punched it in the face? Yes. Mm. So mm. Her, her description is beyond accurate. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, the, and that's the thing. Like, again, like, I'm not a big fan. Like, I think Ben Shapiro said it best. Like, he's also not a fan of comparisons with, with Holocaust. It is a... It can be a very sensitive topic for some people, especially if you know someone who survived it, who was in it. And I can understand that it's like, you know, 9-11 is still a sore topic for some people, you know, because they had family member uh, or a friend that was in towers. Um, So I can understand how some people might feel a little bit uh, triggered, I guess would be the right word. hit that but at the same time sometimes it takes someone to make that comparison to open up people's eyes to what is going on and again as i I, i've seen 9-11 comparisons to some of the situations in the world today i've seen i've seen a lot of i've heard 9-11 jokes from fellow comedians that i don't like at all and i do feel offended by it but i don't go and tell and and now try and cancel them because they said some 9-11 joke that i don't agree with you know there's it's opinions and 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 again this this she had an opinion that's all it was is an opinion and an observation of what is happening in today's society in today's world america all right specifically um and now because people don't like that opinion because people don't agree with it uh, because they feel offended now we're gonna go and we're gonna make her lose her job we're gonna we're gonna end her career as an actress because she's not saying the correct things that we want her to say and i think that is wrong i think that every when (laughs) 
why do you want to live? And this is what the biggest thing I always ask, like the far left, like when, why do you want to live in a world where everyone has the same thought? Where's, where's the, where's the, I mean, the, 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 what makes this world so interesting is the fact that me and you, Billy, we may not agree on everything, you know, but yes. we can have a robust discussion about it and it'll be entertaining. It'll be fun. And we'll still be friends at the end of the day. You know, I can have uh, a Muslim on my show uh, who, you know, I, I don't agree. I definitely don't agree with everything the Muslims believe in. Um, maybe we'll have a religious debate or we'll debate why bacon isn't actually that bad, whatever. But it, I will still be friends with the person. I'm not going to condemn him because he doesn't like bacon or because it's a religious thing. Mm -hmm. Gina, for example, saying the things that she said, I would have her on my show and happily discuss what she what, what her message right. was and what she was trying to say. And maybe... Maybe I wouldn't agree with everything she said, but doesn't mean I have to hate her. Doesn't mean you have to dislike a person. When when did we? Why are people striving? Yeah. For this world where everyone thinks alike. There's no fun in that. I don't want to live in a world like that. I don't because then it's like boring. I know. Then I know what you're thinking. I'm like, ah, okay, cool. Like, uh, so you like dogs? Yes. You like cats? Yes. Cool. I feel like our conversation is going to go uh, – is going to get stale very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> everybody just agrees with everyone. Um, it's it's the weirdest, weirdest thing. Yeah, it, it – uh, there, there's a certain song by uh, Stuck Mojo called uh, Rape Whistle. And the very, the f very first line is, uh, the thought police is now activated. No disagreements will be tolerated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's um uh these these uh radical left and woke um and social justice warriors uh all part of the same oh, WhatsApp group. Progr um, progressives too. Oh my god, progressives, progressives yes. Progressives fucking drive me nuts. <laughs> Considering though, I still have an invitation to sit down with a progressive in Boise and and debate face to face. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you're not going to persuade me to to support Black Lives Matter. Will I support Black people? Yes. Am I going to support that radical movement? Fuck no. Mm. Mm. I think also like speaking about that, people have forgotten the art of debate. And what I mean by that is, um debate like let's say you and i debate coffee all right just for uh, it doesn't matter what the topic is um you're for coffee i'm against coffee all right my job is in a debate isn't to convince you of my opinion it is just to have a discussion about why i think coffee is i, I forgot now who's for and who's against but it's whatever um it's it's a debate to have or a discussion to have uh, my say on why I think, for example, uh, coffee is good. Um, I can have all my research in front of me. I can have all the evidence in front of me. And same for you. You can have all your evidence as to why you're against it, you know, and, and why you think it's bad and blah, blah, blah. The, what we're after isn't each other. What we're after is the audience. We have these debates yes. and that's how it used to be as well. Um, same with the presidential debates, you know. Um, they're not debating each other so that they can convince the other, you know, hey, come to my side. It's so that the public can decide for themselves, like, okay, so this is what he thinks on about coffee. Maybe I'll give it a try, you know? And then the other person, another person might be like, oh, okay, well, Billy has a point there about not liking coffee. So 
You might, I'm going to try and quit coffee. You know, it's, that's what a debate is. Yes. A debate is, 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 is not about the two people. Debate is about the public and people have forgotten that. And the far left, that's why they, that's why they, um, they like, or I wouldn't say they like debates, but I think the far left make debates about them winning. Yeah. Like that's what they think it's about. And it's not about that. I and mean, that's why, like, I've, I've also stopped debating these people on Twitter or anywhere else because they don't get into a debate just to have a discussion. They get in, into a debate because they want to change your mind. And, and that's not good. No. That's not a debate. That's a fight. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. You know, and the thing is, I mean, do some people, as far as I'm concerned, are there certain people that deserve a miserable life? Oh yeah, I mean, like uh, yeah. take take uh, those that uh, those Antifa members that punched a baby in the face. Hell, I mean, for their well, number one, if I was there, I'd probably be in jail for for murder. <laughs> and and you know what? I'd be treated like a fucking king if I was there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Um. um you, you know. Yeah. You, I mean, there, there's a reason why when, if you touch a little child in their no-no parts, you have to register, and you're caught doing it, you do some time in jail, then you get, go out and you have to register as a sex offender. Um, there, there's, a, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I'm sorry, we're not the ones ruin, ruining your life. You fucked that up when you touched that child. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like at the end of the day, regardless if the child has Trump supporters or Stalin supporters or Putin supporters or whoever, like it doesn't matter, even ANC supporters uh, as parents, it's a child, man. Like flip. It's, it doesn't know anything. It's innocent. It doesn't know any politics. It doesn't know skin color. It doesn't know anything. All it cares about is being fed and maybe laughing from time to time and sleeping and pooping. That's literally <laughs> All a child cares about, depending on the age. Yeah. Um, but even until the age of what, five, four, 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 three, four, I would say like the child still doesn't understand really what's yeah. going on in the world. Maybe okay, maybe a bit younger still, but um, to to physically abuse a child who's literally innocent is is and again astonishes me like how. <laughs> No one's going after this person because, of course, because they're Antifa. So, but still, you know, yeah. um, it's 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 unbelievable. It's like it's like EFF in in South Africa. You know, they can they can all get away with them. Like the EFF petrol bombs a a, a local business here, um, and yeah, people talk about it. Media sort of covers it, but nothing gets done. I don't I don't know if the people who actually like everyone knows it was the EFF. I don't know if the police actually caught the, the, the EFF members that actually did. No, we've kind of just, you know, oh, okay. Uh, let's look at the EFF causing a bit of destruction. Moving on. Cyril's continuing the lockdown. That's what that's what they yeah, want to talk yeah. about. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, but let me also make a disclaimer here. The, the petrol bombing from the EFF happened last year. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's a point that... I want to make because like it seems like even in America, like in South Africa and in America, there's a common thing where, you know, there's extreme left wing 
tactics being used in society and um, nobody bats an eye. Nobody makes a big deal about it. It's scary. It's very scary. Very scary indeed. I agree. You know, to, I mean, the point being now, it's it's almost as if it's dangerous anymore. Oh no, I'm quite I'm I'm quite safe where I live because uh, this is still a very conservative area that uh, you you know that uh, I'm sorry this is this is an area where uh, a lot of uh, Biden supporters are afraid to to run their mouth or, or they're afraid they're going to get their asses beat but they <laughs> but they don't they don't understand that hey we're better than that um, mm, but yeah I'm, that's that's interesting. Yeah, the 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 side that uh, that creates the most destruction is scared to be attacked um, yeah. uh, from the side that causes the least destruction. It's just, <laughs> just like that. That woman, uh, her Tara Dublin, who she too, she's from the Portland area. And during the 2016 election, she found a Trump supporter in nearby um, Vancouver, Washington. So every day she would she would walk by his house or she'd drive by his house, get out of her car and uh, do something, you know, and, and she was caught on surveillance doing this shit. So finally she, she uh, drove by one day when they were home. The man of the house was sick and tired of her always driving by her by his place and, uh, you know, her doing the shit she's doing because he, one side of his yard he's got... Hillary for prison. The other side, he's got uh, Trump 2016. So he gets in his truck and he starts following her and he's ready to, to confront her ass. They get a policeman on there and there she is playing the victim. Oh, he's harassing me. He's stalking me. And there's a racist motherfucker riding in the White House and he blah, blah, blah. You know? And uh, so, yeah, she just, she playing the victim the whole time. They, we, mm. I call those type of people cry bullies. Mm. Interesting term. Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, look, you you know, um, I myself have been uh, a victim to uh, cancel culture, and uh, you know, uh, kind of what that guy went through is what I'm going through at the moment. Uh, I don't say too much, uh, but there's a with the individual that I am now suing for defamation. Um, I saw the video. <laughs> yeah, you saw the video. Um, I, only time I, guess, I saw you get mad too. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even that mad, uh, but I was. Yeah, obviously you can imagine. You know, much like with Gina now, you know she's now been. You know that her Disney's let her go, and the same thing happened to me. Like my client let me go because they didn't want uh they didn't want the PR, PR nightmare basically and um I um since then it's been a while like this happened last year May so it's almost been a year um but um the you know since then oh, crazy shit's happened man like she's uh this person has completely I don't know let me just say this I've given her a lot of opportunity to apologize to to basically, you know, amend things, if I can put it that way. And not that we're going to become, like, the best of friends. But, um, you know, just to, like, put it behind us. And that person refuses. And, um, you know, now that person is, is playing, you know, like, I'm – basically the person's like, I, 
doing the same thing as that lady. Like, I'm the one who's being harassed. I'm the one who's being the victim because she's got a protection order against me now. That's <laughs> why so I'm hesitant to say too much. Um, because um, apparently I'm the one who's harassing her now, uh, even though she, you know, tweeted those horrible things um, and stuff like that. So I think I'm safe to, to talk to it, to talk about it on your show. I don't think she listens to your show, but she's keeping a close eye on me at the moment. And uh, I'm, I'm very quiet when I, uh, or I've been very quiet about the topic well, because, again, like, you yeah. You haven't mentioned her name uh, yet, and uh, more to the point, I don't give two flying fucks who she is, so. Yeah, but, I mean, also, you're in the States, so, I mean, like, uh, your viewers are not really going to care. Uh, but my point here is that, like, the same thing is happening to me. You know, I've, I've been through the same thing, and now the person that got me canceled is also playing the victim. It's it's like a it's a common mo if i can put it that way um they 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 attack and then if they realize like oh crap i was in the wrong i must play the victim i must play the no 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 it's, like you must understand i i i i'm the one that's being uh attacked here and blah 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 because they think they're going to get away with it um and yeah so yeah. It, it it's a crazy world we live in where we're victims yes. Uh, is 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 considered almost like a social currency. Um, if you can be a uh, a victim, then people will listen and people will fight for you. That's kind of the society we've developed now, which is wrong. We again developing this snowflake kind of society where, you know, I, I, I let me put it this way: I grew up in a in a conservative household. Okay, I grew up with parents that taught me how to uh, be a gentleman towards women, to be a family person, to hold values that will help me be a, I hope, uh, <laughs> even though I am an adult now, but I, I hope I am a positively contributing person to society and uh, try and stay out of trouble, right? And my dad didn't care about feelings. He hated when I cried, you know. Uh, he'd always be like, just just stop the tea party right now, okay? You're a man. Don't cry. Um, he didn't have time for emotions. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think it was a bad thing. I'm still quite a emotional person at times. I'm still in touch with my emotions. But he wasn't. But at the same time, if someone says something, I cannot tell you, Billy, how many times, like, I get a lot of hate mail. I get a lot of people in the comments that don't like me very much and say the most horrible things about my weight or about uh, my heritage or about uh, where I'm from. Um, horrible things. And I choose to just turn the other cheek because these are all social justice warriors or social justice keyboard warriors that uh, have a lot to say behind a keyboard and behind a screen. But they would never say it to my face, ever. Not in a million years would they ever have the balls, the cojones to say it to my face. And because even if they did, they know they'd be in trouble and they'd be, they'd be shunned by society to say the horrible things in person to yeah. me. And um, that is that is the problem with our society as well, is that social media has given these these people a false sense of power behind a keyboard. Um, you know, and I think, uh, sorry, just one last thing to continue my, my point is, my point here is, for those of you snowflakes out there that get so offended over the most ridiculous things, grow the fuck up. 
The world is tough. The world is not meant to give you a participation trophy every time you accomplish something. If you want something in this world, you got to work hard to get what you want, whether it be a job, whether it be an accomplishment, whether it be an award. You have to put in the work. This idea that you were born, so now you deserve to get things. My dad laughs at that. He never ever did. Anytime I wanted something in my in, like with my parents, mm -hmm. I had to work to get it. Like if I wanted a, a the new Xbox, or if I wanted uh, to to travel or whatever, or a skateboard. I used to be a skateboarder. If I wanted a new skateboard, my parents would say, "Cool." If we see an A in maths because that's slipping now, that grade is slipping. If we see an A next month or or whenever end of term. Uh, in that in that subject, you'll get a new skateboard. I had to work, yep. to get what I wanted. I had and to, that's how I had to do the same. I had to I had to do it the same way. I had to do it yeah. the exact same way. Whether I ha I had to earn it, whether I had to get a job and bust my ass for something I wanted, or like like I said, you know, I had to improve my grades to get a reward. It yeah. doesn't matter. I had to work for what I had. You know, I and I don't. I don't have any white privilege. I'm that that's a bunch of bullshit right there. I didn't get anything that I've got due to white privilege. So I mean, pull that race card and and I'll, and I'll spit yeah. on it. You yeah, know? I think you and I should have another a completely because I can be here for another hour talking about yeah. white privilege. Um, yeah, I I, I I believe it exists either. <gasps> oh no, um, but yeah, I I don't believe it because I've traveled and there are certain people in every society that have the same white privilege. Like I'll give you an example, very quick one, Egypt. All right. Um, there's barely any like proper European white, okay, in that country. Yeah, it's all Egyptians, okay. Yeah, Middle but Easterners. even Egyptians. Yeah. Yes. So you know, white privilege. The the, the 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 idea of white privilege is like white people get treated differently than than black people. So, you know, like a white person will be pulled over by by a cop less often than than a black person. For example, the same thing happens in Egypt. Black people in Egypt are, um also complain about being treated differently but it's not white people that are treating them this way it's another race it's another type of ethnic group that are treating them or or or, or suspicious or whatever the case may be i'm not saying that there's a reason to be but they the, i'm saying that the black people the nigerians the somalians and all those that are in egypt complain about the same treatment uh from egyptians so it's not limited to just white people it's it is uh i think it's more of a classist thing if if we're going to be completely honest anyway i don't want to get into it because mm -hmm. um like i said i can be i can be here for another hour i'm happy to have another discussion about it where i can i can debunk uh white privilege um we gotta have think, that discussion sometime yeah but uh, I, I i think i think that it started with an idea that yes white people do get treated differently in some sense in some instances but I think we've evolved in our society where we've gone past that. That that stuff. I don't know. I, yeah. From some Americans that I've spoken to, and some people across the world that I've spoken to, the only reason why they see skin color is because of the media that basically shoves it down their throats, and the politicians that do identity there politics. There you go. There you go. Hey, we are running out of time, but uh, there's just one more thing I want to ask you. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, I mean, obviously communism is something I stand firmly against and I see the rise of it mm. every day. And then my uh, first guest, uh, when I was speaking to Fred from Montreal, he was mm -hmm. uh, telling me, um, you know, in there in Canada now, Montreal, Canada, you basically can't step one fucking foot out the door without getting a ticket after a certain curfew. I mean, I don't, from what, from what I understand, you can't even go out in your yard and have, if you smoke, you can't have a cigarette outside. They've, they've, That's a bit extreme. they've locked it. They've, their lockdown is that uptight right now. I just want to know where, where does it stand right now in South Africa with the lockdowns? Cause I know it's pretty strict there too, but I think, I think Canada's got it worse right now. Canada definitely has it worse at the moment. Um, yes, so our lockdown is lockdown level three at the moment, which is, okay, so people need to understand our lockdowns are not the same as the rest of the world. We had lockdown level five, four, three, two, one. Five was similar to the Canadians, but we were allowed to go out into our garden. Um, but we weren't like, unless we were essential services, you were not allowed to be out on the streets at all. Um, unless you wanted to go to the shops quickly to stock up or you were essential services. You had to have an excuse and you had to have a written uh, letter to say, like if you were working, you had to have a letter and stuff. Um, as a matter of fact, I think level five, no one, unless to go to the shops and unless to your essential services, no one was allowed outside. Um, so, but we haven't gone back to level five or four. Uh, we are now in level three which is a lot, um, you know, for example, like we can go out, there's people going to the shops, there's, there's still social distancing, mask wearing, all that stuff. Um, you know, we can travel between provinces or states. Um, we can, we can't, obviously international travel with some countries is still banned. Um, we can drink alcohol. I don't know if your viewers know this, but oh, in yeah. South Africa, yeah. Alcohol was banned. Cigarettes was banned at a point as well, uh, which hasn't happened again, thankfully. I think if they do that again, it's going to be a lot of pissed off people. Uh, but alcohol has been banned three times. Um, we just we just got out of the third time. I think the president lifted the ban two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So so we're we're still in lockdown. Doesn't sometimes doesn't feel like a lockdown. We still have a curfew. Or 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. because we all know that the virus is most, most active at that time. It's, it's very important <laughs> to note that. Um, so, uh, yeah, you're, you're more susceptible apparently at 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. to catch the virus. So uh, even when people are sleeping. Um, so, so yeah, uh, we still have a curfew, which, again, is only for essential services and stuff like that. Uh, that's basically the situation right now. Well, I've I've had COVID, and I, I tell you, it wasn't that bad. It well, I've been sicker than that before. I can't speak on a lot of other people, of course, because I I know people have died from it. But uh, like I said, you know, it's not mm. going it's not going away. We got to adapt to it, just like we've been adapting to common cold and flus for the past how many years, yeah. decades, centuries. <laughs> Yeah, I'll happily, again, we'll do another show about COVID. I'll give you my opinion on that, too. Um, yeah. I think it's a lot of horseshit, um, to say the least. I have 
done a little bit of research, not as much as Germ Warfare, a fellow podcaster in South Africa. He's done extensive research on on the topic, and he's not a doctor, but he's just he's spoken to doctors. He's yeah, he's done a lot of research on on COVID, and he knows quite a bit. And I get a lot of my information from him as well. I've seen the evidence. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it for another. Yeah. I'll leave you on a cliffhanger. I'll leave it. <laughs> I'll leave it for another another hour discussion. Um, but I do want to say something just to as we as we close off. Like um, we asked a question earlier, which I, I don't know if we if we really answered. Is it ever okay to enforce cancel culture? And in the short of it, um, my opinion, no, because if you if you are okay, let me put it this way. There was a time years ago, centuries ago, where public stoning was okay. You would have someone locked in those, uh, you see them in the medieval movies, you know, in those weird contraptions where they're on public display and people come up and throw stones or they throw tomatoes or they throw whatever. They come and they spit in your face, you know, and we stopped doing that. There's a reason why we stopped doing that because it's it's – inhumane to do it to put someone on public display like that it's not goes against civil rights and human rights you know like uh, what vlad the impaler did you know and the the shit he did up in transylvania so you know exactly i mean they they've they've canceled that out yeah they canceled out public stoning because some things need to change like shit like that but cancel exactly and i but ruining someone's life because you disagree with them is not okay. Yes, and I think I think social media has made cancel culture the new stoning of of twenty of the of the new age of the modern age, and it needs to stop. It it it, it makes certain individuals that actually don't they're not police officers they're not any form of authority, but it gives people that false sense of authority. Yes. Where they can determine who lives and who doesn't, who has a job and who doesn't, who can go to their nearest grocery store and 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 not be and be not be afraid of being ridiculed and stuff like that. Like it, it gives people false sense of authority, and no one is above the law unless we've forgotten that statement. And um, the moment you think that you have the right to ruin someone else's life, you know you're a criminal in my eyes. You don't have that right. You can have your own opinion. Don't get me wrong. If I say something that you don't like, Billy, and you come onto my timeline and you say, Joe, I humbly disagree with the statement and we can have a discussion about it. Awesome. Nothing wrong with that. You have your opinion. I have my opinion. But the moment you go after my income, that's a problem. You're stealing. Yeah, exactly. You are stealing from me. You are causing me to um, to not have food on my table, to not be able to pay rent. I am – I am in a bigger disadvantage now because of what you've done, you know, and that is not nobody has the right to do that. Only the courts. If I've done something terribly wrong and the court deems it that I need to now pay a certain amount every month to some individual who I've wronged, then fine. The court decided that I will do it, you know, but I still need a job. Not even the courts are allowed to take away someone's work. They're not allowed to because it's a human right. You have the right to work. You have the right to provide for your family. So what gives an individual, someone off the street, 
the right to do so. No. And that is why cancel culture is never going to be okay. Yes, we must shout or uh, call people out when they've done something wrong. Fair enough. You know, like if you see someone doing something bad, absolutely say something. But then let the law take over. Don't don't take the law into your own hands. Um, and obviously, depending on the severity of what we're talking about here, like let's take Gina, for example, you know, there's no need for her to lose her job. I'm sorry, but there was no need. You know, she didn't do anything. She didn't punch a baby, like you said. You know, person who punched a baby, yeah, I think he deserves to go to jail. I think he deserves his life to be ruined because he, he punched an innocent uh, infant. In, in, you know, like that's just child abuse right there. Like, like yeah, come on. Yeah, I agree. You know? uh, um, the, 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 the punishments don't always fit the crime, it seems, nowadays, and that's a problem. And, yeah, I guess, I guess the actual question we should be asking is when are we going to get back to a society that respects uh, the rule of law and a society that starts to think logically rather than irrational? I agree 100 percent for sure. Uh, we are definitely way out of time. Um, really, Sorry. really quick. No, that's that's quite all right. Uh, if you want to give yourself a quick plug before we go to the music set, uh, go go ahead. If you got, if obviously you're you're not on Facebook, but you got Facebook pages, you got twi yeah. Twitter for the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, look, uh, the easiest way to find me is www.joeemilio, uh, J-O-E-E-M-I-L-I-O dot C-O dot Z-A, or you can just Google Joey Emilio. Something should pop up. My YouTube channel is probably also the easiest way, which is also Joey Emilio. Got some interesting discussions. If any of your viewers are interested in South African topics and tech, as well as stand-up comedy, um, those are the three topics I, I, I discuss on, on my channel. So you're more than welcome to give me a subscribe. Be greatly appreciated. No problem. Well, thank you very much, uh, for your time. And, uh, yeah, we got to have another discussion, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah. All right. You take care. Cheers. All right. With that said, it's time to go to the next music set coming up. We've got... John B. Wells, yes, he's more than just a talk show host. He's all—he's also a very good musician, as I played one of his songs before. I'm about to play another one. Going to be followed by Scarlet Riot, Canine Posse, Sarah Beth, and Scissor Fight. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. <laughs> To take flight We were only dancing Making love has never been a crime A dance in the sun As we made another run At a chance 
Calling from your CVS pharmacy. I'd just like to let you know that your anal wart removal cream, your butt plugs, and your Viagra are now in. And we also got those extra small condoms that you needed. So please go ahead and let me know when you'll be coming in so I can set those aside for you. Thank you and have a great day.
to do this. There's too many suckers out there making whack jams, Word. man. Yo, we have to get hyped, so crank it up. Like a puppet on a string You don't wanna let your little songbirds sing You bring new 
lean into a ball and chain And I'm a little tired of this I'm not a button on your remote control I ain't gonna jump every time you push go You call the shots and I don't get a vote And I'm a little tired of this
smash your fucking face in. In South Africa, genocide of white people, black-on-white violence, is rampant and ongoing. The South African mainstream media has kept this genocide hush-hush, and South Africa's politicians have been silent about it. It's time for the silence to end. Enter USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. USAC Incorporated comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit USAC.center. That's U-S-A-C dot center. USAC, working to bring back a safe, truly unified South Africa. This is The Renegade Show. You have three different scenarios here, and I'll give them to you. No, I said scenarios, not Cheerios. Coming to you coast to coast and around the world on your favorite radio station. How did you get Cheerios from scenarios? All right, it's time for the Renegade Pick of the Week countdown. Here we go, counting it down all the way to number one. Who farted? Yeah, we like to welcome you to the Renegade family. Does anybody even remember Doogie Hauser? I think it's fair to warn you that by listening to this show, you're committing a misdemeanor in four states. Three children are asking their parents where babies come from. Two children run away, and one mother ends up crying by the end of the show. This is the Renegade Show. Go to Facebook.com slash Radio Chris Master to find out days, times, and stations of where you can catch the Renegade Show. Hey, everybody, it's your boy West Dog from the GF6 Show reminding you to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's G-F-S-I-X.com. You know what we do. Blow it up. (laughs) 
support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including water purification by Berkey, delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply, the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution, the High Ion BioKey Quantum Scalar Energy Pendant, EMF mitigating fabrics and clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard New Hampshire's All Right If You Like Fighting by Scissor Fight. Before that, Sarah Beth with Obsessive. Before that, Canine Posse with Tough Cookie. Before that, Scarlet Riot with Pretty Hard. And starting off the whole set, John B. Wells with Our Fandango. All right, it is now time, as Chris would say, it's time. This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird. From the Outlaw Radio newsroom, I'm Bad Billy. What's up, Doc? <laughs> All right, so uh, making some, making the headlines. Uh, Florida man. <laughs> okay. Florida man proposes using rings stolen from other lover. Detectives said the victim said her boyfriend's new fiance wearing a wedding band and engagement ring identical to her own from a prior marriage. Orange City, Florida. A Florida man stole an engagement ring and wedding bands from a from a girlfriend and used them to propose to another girlfriend, according to authorities. Uh, can't pronounce this. <laughs> Valusa County Sheriff deputies said Thursday they have issued an arrest warrant for Joseph Davis, 48, who had not been found as of Friday. Their investigation started earlier this year when a woman from Orange City, Florida, told detectives she had discovered her boyfriend was actually engaged to someone else. When she looked up the fiancé's Facebook page, she noticed a photo of her wearing a wedding band and engagement ring that was identical to her own from a prior marriage, the sheriff's office said in a news release. 
When the Orange City woman checked her jewelry box, she found her rings were missing, and were, as were several pieces of jewelry, including a diamond ring that belonged to her grandmother. The total value of the stolen property was $6,270, according to the sheriff's office. Orange City is located halfway between Orlando and Daytona Beach. The Orange City woman reached out to the fiancé who returned some of the items, and they both called it off with Davis, who also went by the name went by names Joe Brown and Marcus Brown, the sheriff's office said. The fiancé who lives in Orlando told detectives she had been duped too. Davis once took the fiancé to a house that actually belonged to the Orange City woman while she was at work and claimed that it, that it was his. He then asked the fiancé to move in with him, but then he disappeared. By that time, the fiancé discovered her laptop, computer, and jewelry were missing, the sheriff's office said. Even though they did not have his real name, they jilted the woman. The jilted woman remembered he had a, a relative in North Carolina, and the detectives were able to track down the relative who identified Davis, according to the sheriff's office. Davis has an active arrest warrant for a hit-and-run crash with injuries in Oregon and previously been arrested for possession of fictitious ID, filing a police report, domestic assault, and possession of cocaine with intent to sell, the sheriff's office said. According to the sheriff's office, the jail where Davis previously was booked noted that, that noted he had a tattoo on the on the left side, he said, only God can judge me. <laughs> oh, wow. Just wow. <laughs> All right. So let's see what else is making the head the headlines here. Florida man, of course, that shouldn't surprise anyone. How many how many have, have we had out of Florida here? Pigs can be trained to play video games with their snouts, studies reveal. Pigs are highly intelligent creatures with a, with a, and a study released on Thursday was revealed that pigs are skilled gamers too. Published in the journal Frontiers in Philosophy, uh, Psychology, the paper in the Curriculum of extensive research into pig intelligence began in the 90s by scientists working with Stanley Curtis, a legendary swine researcher who died in 2010. It was co-authored co by Candace Crony, director of Purdue's, Purdue University's Center for Animal Welfare and Animal Welfare Science, and Sarah Boyson, a professor of psychology at Ohio State University, renowned for her research into chimpanzees. The paper highlights two Yorkshire pigs named Hamlet and Omelette, and two Pananito micro pigs, I guess that's how that's pronounced, often used in research and usually weighing 50 to 70 pounds, named Ebony and Ivory. All of them were kept at Pennsylvania State University. 
the pigs were trained rudimentally joystick oper excuse me the pigs were trained at a rudimentally joystick operated video game task and had originally created a test to uh, created to test chimpanzees and rhesus rhesus monkeys i guess I, I i'm tired of these words that i can't it's always thrown at me but hey i'll work with it they learned how to manipulate a joystick with their snouts to move a computer cursor across the screen and once they once they maneuvered the cursor to hit a wall, a treat dispenser co connected to the joystick would deliver a snack. The game had varying difficulty levels and the number of walls that appeared on the screen decreased from four to one. The pigs, all of whom were far-sighted eventually excelled at the game through their performance at the at the higher difficulty levels ivory hit the one wallet target and an impressive 76 percent at the same distance hamlet and omelet were also focused to retire after 12 weeks of training because they had grown too large to stand to stand long enough to complete the sessions that the pigs that the pigs achieved the level of success did on a task that was significantly outside the normal frame of reference in its, itself in itself is remarkable and indicative of their behavioral cognitive cognitive flexibility the study states pointing that even when the joystick broke the hogs continued to make correct responses then forwarded only with verbal and tactical reinforcement from the experimenter who was also primarily the primary caretaker all right so now we're training pigs on how to uh play video games that's well ain't that a, something else ain't that another feat to think about all right at this time ladies and gentlemen it is time for shower thoughts All right, the older you get, the less willing you are to deal with shitty friends. The overhear whistles sound and hey good looking whistle sound are the same sounds in just different order. Cats see six times better in the darkness than humans, so when we turn on the lights in a room and start fumbling, they must... Let me start that over. Cats see six times better in the darkness than humans, so when we turn off the lights in, in a room and start fumbling around, they must think we suddenly turned idiots. <laughs> when friends introduce... Excuse me, when friends introduce or 
when friends you introduce to each other get romantically involved and they complain to you, you become their customer support. We, before we started using Zoom regularly, most people had no idea how bad the internet, their internet was. If humans evolved from apes, it's possible that another few million years there are self there are self-aware language-speaking species that evolved from cats, dogs, chickens, etc. People complain about how useless it is to to know that. I'll oh, forget that one. It's that one right there is throwing uh, words that I cannot <laughs> pronounce. So. Since vampires can't see their reflection, the invitation of digital camera and front view cell cameras would have been would have resulted in a huge step forward in vampire bounty routines, ultimately helping them blend in much better. If you're if you're bad with text responses and people still think you talk or hang out, Congrats, you have some people that really care about you. There are probably Easter eggs sprinkled throughout the Pixar universe for unknown movies which never actually made it into theaters. You have a 10-day timer until death that restarts when you go to sleep. Guys buying two sets of roses tomorrow are either good dads or good sons or terrible husbands. Everyone is actually just naked. Everyone is actually just a naked person in disguise. <laughs> Cookie Monster would make a great death metal singer. Probably. Genies spend eternity inside of lamps, so if you found a lamp with a genie in it, it, it probably wouldn't speak any modern language. Disgusting as a pizza delivery boy and delivering contraband in empty boxes is the perfect way to make transactions in public. You also, you always need a third party when you are roasting someone or else it will make them think you hate them. It's probably ironic that Spider-Man works for a newspaper company con considering people kill spiders with them. <laughs> if you were born in 99 and live to the age of 101, you will have been alive in three different centuries. Very true. And that actually did happen. Yeah, I remember reading uh, there uh, an obituary in 2001, somebody who was born in uh, 1880, 1898. So yeah, he had the, uh, had the very unique op opportunity of living in three centuries. The stone that will be used as your gravestone was made thousands of years before you even thought of. Flat Earth folk 
have clearly never tried to set up a television satellite dish. The average person has watched Baby Shark more than once. If human ever, if if humanity ever curse, cures death, there's there's doing. <laughs> excuse me. If humanity ever cures death, there's doing to be a lot of pissed off people whose family members died right before it happened. The character of, of Pixar's cars had their careers decided for them. If your imagination is powerful enough, it can change the reality around you. We won't listen to others until the same thing happens to us, and when it happens to us, we expect them to listen and wonder why they don't. Humans are the first species on Earth to either subvert or alter the rules of natural selection. If you are wearing glasses, glasses are the first thing you see. I don't know about that. I wear glasses. They're not always the first thing I see, so that is a bit debatable. All right, digital photos from the early 2000s took much worse than the instant photos from the early 1980s. They need to work over they need to work 100 years to serve for retire for retirement to take excuse me, let me start that over. They need to work for over 100 years to save for retirement kind of take Okay, why does this... I always stumble on this, but try one more time. The need to work for over one... Excuse me, for 100 years to save for retirement kind of takes the sheen off of immorality. Immortality, excuse me. If Wiley Coyote could afford all the gadgets in hunting Roadrunner, he could afford food all along, which is true. I mean, you just get some food. He's so damn determined to get that coyote. And let's see. To an ant, ring pop is far more valuable than, than a diamond ring. When you die of old age, you overdosed on life. You realize you've fallen asleep after waking up. John Williams watched Star Wars without the soundtrack. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, then that will do it for Shower Thoughts and News of the Weird. All right, so uh, just uh, closing up. Uh, the Democrats failed again, ladies and gentlemen, trying to get President or former President Trump in the impeachment to convict him for the actions on January 6th, which I still believe that uh, no patriot does something like that. That's a bunch of bullshit. Um, no patriot does something like that. So, um, you know, but now, now it's all over Twitter that... Uh, 
they 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 want to invoke now with uh, the Fourteenth Amendment. That mean, meaning uh, now that Trump has been acquitted, some are hoping that Congress will pass a resolution invoking Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment to ever ban him in office again. So you know it's they're doing what they can there to keep him out permanently. I mean. They tried this, that didn't work. They tried that, that didn't work. Unfortunately, stealing the election in the fashion that they did, unfortunately, did work. And it's a real shame. You know, um, well, now we got, we got Biden signing uh, numerous consecutive orders, or uh, consecutive executive orders, I should say. Signing them one at a time. Doesn't even know what the hell he's signing. Well, I don't even know what the hell he's doing in there. He didn't win. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Democrats made sure that they they cheated to make sure they could, they could get his ass in there. So, I mean, Trump was actually on his way to winning the state of California as I found out from a very, very reliable resource before the people in Italy and China rigged the Dominion machines to make sure that uh, votes for Trump got switched over to Biden. I mean, this really does feel like the end of our democracy, ladies and gentlemen, because this, this was not fair and square at all. Will we get another fair vote? And that's, that's very concerning now because... Uh, it's, it's really putting a new meaning to, you, you've heard many people say, well, my vote doesn't count anyway, but now here we go. Um, because uh, they, they really did rig the system. And I don't give a fuck, if you're listening and you're saying that I'm full of shit, that Biden won fair and square, how come California called before the, the polls were closed? And Biden was so far ahead in the state of Pennsylvania, and then miraculously he gets over ten thousand votes for him. There's more. There's more votes than there are voters in the state of Wisconsin. This is a dictatorship, and it's time to rise up, because the government doesn't own us; we own the government. All right, so for what's on the agenda for next week is yet to be determined, but I do want to lay off the political subjects a little bit and focus more on a bit of entertainment, which was what made this show fun to begin with. All right, so yeah, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end the show with B.B. Chung King and the Buddha Heads with Talking Trash. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I'll be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than Fresh Baked Tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. If you've been searching for a show that talks about what's trending in the world, entertainment gossip, stupid news, and more, sizzling talk radio that is not dumbed or watered down, a show that is not for pussies, then you need to stop searching and check out The Charles Richardson Show. It's uncensored talk radio. No crybabies. No losers. No futtards. Charles Richardson and crew bring it 100% with real opinions. If you can't take it, Get the fuck out. You can even call the show and flap your gums, provided you have a brain. For the 411 stations and showtimes, like The Charles Richardson Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Charles Richardson Show. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Charles Richardson Show. You want some? Come get some. I emigrated from Venezuela, one of the most dangerous countries in the world today. A few years ago, the government came for our guns. We were told we would be safer without them. Of course, the politicians, the rich and famous, their bodyguards and criminals, they still have their guns. Everyone else lives in fear. Mothers and fathers are powerless to defend their families. But the drug cartels and gangs, the colectivos, still have all the guns they want. And 90% of murders are never solved. The biggest mistake Venezuelans made was believing that this could never happen. Today, they would do anything for the Second Amendment freedom that we enjoy as Americans. Never, ever take it for granted. I am the National Rifle Association of America, and I am freedom's safest place. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy, the one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by 
calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at OutlawRadioABS.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on a porch writing another song. like me Man, can't you see Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song The outlaw song Jones. Can't go wrong. 